Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost is by Professor Stephen Sippert. Our theme is, Your Marriage is Made in Heaven, based on the text of Matthew chapter 19, verses 5 through 6. In the name of the triune God, who is the true creator and provider of every marriage on earth, dear friends, and family members gathered here, and especially the two of you, Danny and Zach. The word of God on this occasion of your wedding are the words of Jesus, originally spoken in defense of marriage nearly 2,000 years ago, and then recorded for us in Matthew 19. We read verses 5 and 6. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. If you examine pieces of clothing by looking at the manufacturer label, it doesn't take long to conclude that not much of it is made in the USA. My shoes, for example, made in China. My belt from Guatemala, this suit coat, Mexico. My gown was made in Florida, though, so that's something. Regardless of geographical point of origin, it doesn't take long for garments, shoes, and the things people own to get replaced because they've worn out or become obsolete in some way. It seems that human manufacturing rarely puts out something built to last for generations. God, however, doesn't have such shortcomings. When something is made in heaven, it really is made to last. I think of the Bible as an example. It started from heaven, with the Holy Spirit bringing God's revelation to a prophet or an apostle to record as part of the word of the Lord that endures forever. Well, the enduring word of God that we're going to look at today says something very profound about what is happening here. Jesus wants both of you to know that even though it takes place on earth as far as you're concerned, your marriage is made in heaven as far as God is concerned. That is to say, made by God when he joins you two together and also made to last until heaven becomes your home. I know that you've looked over the scriptures on the subject of marriage more extensively, but let's briefly review some limitations that marriage has. Christian marriage is not a sacrament. It does not qualify as the means of grace, although it's an excellent conduit for the means of grace to take place in the home. Christian marriage does not save a person from sin and death, nor does it extend beyond earth into eternity, even as we say, till death us do part. That being said, it is also true that marriage is not a human institution 
subject to the changing cultural norms of the day. Marriage in general, and your marriage specifically, are, first and foremost, God's property, governed by him to bring you some very incredible blessings. It's a union made in heaven when God himself joins you together as one. When confronted about divorce in Matthew 19, Jesus defended God's involvement with marriage in a very stunning way. He emphasized the marriage maker's math as an equation of one plus one equals one. One man plus one woman becomes one flesh, Jesus said twice. Did you catch it in verse 5 and also in verse 6? It's a profound concept that was read to us from Ephesians 5. And the Apostle Paul puts it under the category of a mystery. In a God-given marriage, the two people involved are uniquely one with each other as they leave the homes of their parents and begin a new home of their own. But the joining together, Jesus says, was done by God. The words joined together literally mean yoked together. One could think of farm animals, such as oxen, who are connected across the shoulders with a piece of wood, and then this enables them to pull a cart or a plow. All right, the farm metaphor is not a dismal way of saying you're stuck with each other. Although, by design, you do stick to each other so that, as a team, you can work together. The Lord knows that the burdens of life, of which there are many, are much easier to carry and to bear when the two work together as one. What God has joined together, Jesus says, let not man separate. When God makes a marriage, he makes it to last your entire time here on earth. He determines the end point when one spouse or the other is no longer here. That's when the union comes to an end. And in the case of two believers, the spouse who leaves in Christian death has gained the victory of eternal life, while the spouse who remains has the hope of the same victory. With that in mind, we should really take a very long view as you go the distance of a life together, united as one, guided by the word, relying on the, on the Lord, there are going to be difficulties along the way. This is to be expected when two people who continue to struggle with sin and, and weakness spend that much time together. In fact, it would be a mistake to think, oh, we got this, we got this marriage thing, as though human commitment and human efforts are the thing that makes the difference. The Bible warns against that kind of thinking with a passage like this. Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Thankfully, when God sticks you together as one, he also provides an amazing form of superglue. It's the personal presence and the promise of the Savior. In Christ, we not only have the marriage maker, 
we also have the marriage preserver. The Lord, as you know, has incredible strength. He's got it all covered. He's got this, is what we should say, since he's the one who protects us from danger and temptations. He's the one who answers your prayers. And he's the one who shows us the greatest love there is. No matter how much you love each other, Jesus loves you more. He loves you the most. And he proved it by making a a sacrifice that no one else could make. His death on the cross, after all, happened for everyone in attendance here, every human in the world. He took all sin, our sins, on himself, carried them to the cross, and made them essentially disappear from God's sight. He also rose from the grave so that the two of you can look down this path of your married life to that final destination of eternal life and walk it together as fellow Christians. In the promises of Christ that you have in his word, in the love of Christ displayed in the gospel, you have the solid foundation for this new phase of your life together. As you focus on his love for you, you really have the only key to love each other in that form of love known as agape. We find the details of that in 1 Corinthians 13. When you understand his forgiveness given to you, you have the real key to forgive each other. With Jesus in the middle of your marriage, he is the super glue that keeps you together as one and makes this union last in which Blessing upon blessing is part of the process. You can trust his commitment to you as you make your commitments to each other. Therefore, into his reliable hands, we commend here on earth this marriage, your marriage, made in heaven. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. For more information, visit clclutheran.org. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.